You're listening to Her Body on Body IOFM with your hosts, Alex Navarro and Shayna Alverson, the women's source for optimal health and lifelong performance. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Her Body, brought to you by Body IO FM. I'm one of your hosts, Alex Navarro, and we have a special in-studio, well, she's not a guest because she's a member of the podcast now. Welcome. <laughs> good morning. How are you today? I'm doing good. You got to say your name. Oh. So people, you know, if this is the first time tuning in, they're not going to know who you are. Yes, I am your Her Body co-host, Shayna Alverson. Welcome. Very excited to actually have somebody uh, in studio because normally you're over uh, halfway across the country, more than halfway. Yeah, I'm yeah. all the way across the country on the East Coast mm -hmm. in Atlanta. So it's probably enjoying the weather out here in sunny, cool, moderate climate <laughs> California. It's, it's almost cold here. Oh my God. It's well, in comparison. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, just the... The reduction in humidity alone is is pleasant, but, you know, it doesn't, 70 degrees does not happen in Atlanta in the summer. It just, it just doesn't. <laughs> Unless you're inside, like, in air conditioning. That's right. Inside yeah. air conditioning or, you know, even in the middle of the night, like, four in the morning, yep, it's still 85 <laughs> degrees outside. I, I experienced that when I lived in Austin, and then also, obviously, Phoenix was, like, Oh, if it got below like 95, I was like, oh, it's so cool outside. <laughs> I need a jacket. <laughs> I need a jacket. Exactly. Exactly. So I get it. But here it's like, oh, if it gets close to 80, then people start freaking out. Like, it's a heat wave. It's a million degrees. What are we going to do? It's pretty funny. Oh, and it's something that is really strange to me is that there's no air conditioning. Like, people don't have air conditioning in their houses here. Nope. That is completely mm -hmm. foreign to me. Like, what? Yeah. I mean, well, and it's just so mild in general. And I live, like, in San Francisco, in the city. So mm -hmm. it's very, very, like, mild and, you know, moderate. Like, it's, like, a 10-degree range pretty much all year round. So we have a heater, but it hasn't been turned on in three years. Oh. I don't even know if it works. Huh, even in the winter? <laughs> even in the winter. Oh, wow. It just doesn't. And then if it gets cold, I just put more clothes on. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'll put a jacket on today. <laughs> yeah, it was a kind of hard to pack for this trip because during the summer, well, especially since at my gym, we don't have air conditioning. And right. so it's like you just want to wear the tiniest clothes that you own. That explains a lot based uh, off of your pictures. I know on my Instagram, it's always like, <laughs> why is she always wearing hardly any clothes? It's because <laughs> as soon as you have the clothes on, you just want them off of you and they just get soaked with sweat anyway so makes sense but when I was packing to come out here I was like I have no idea what to bring because it's kind of cold in the evenings right. but then it's hot during the day and do I bring tiny clothes or do I bring <laughs> <laughs> layers yeah Always so layers. today I'm wearing pants but like the mid the mid leg is all mesh so there's like it's like ventilation it is my knees are totally breezy right now <laughs> It's perfect when you're actually like working out though, because you might need that little bit of extra, you know, yeah. airflow. Unless you're gonna do lunges, you don't want to lunge on mesh. Oh yeah, that's true. Because the, the little netting like grinds into your knee. That's true. Does the it ever get caught out there. when you're doing the barbell too? Like if you're doing some of the. 
Yes. Power movements. Does it like catch on it? I have these pants by Coral Activewear. They're like kind of shiny. They're called lustrous leggings, mm. the Coral lustrous leggings. And there's this spot like kind of mid thigh where the barbell brushes me that they, they're not really shiny anymore. They're kind of like a little. <laughs> I have a pair like that, um, but it's on the inner thigh. Because when I do sumo, dumbbell sumo deadlifts, especially if I'm doing like a shockwave version, so mm. I'm like amping up in my weights, the I end up using like a 120-pound dumbbell, which is really long. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I don't hold it lengthwise because then it's too tall. I can't get low enough in my seat. Yeah. So I hold the ends and then they rub on my inner thighs yeah. when I do them. And it took me a long time to figure out like why it was like all worn out there. <laughs> I was like, my legs don't even touch when I walk there. Like, they, you know, my inner thighs do the upper part, but not like closer to my knee. Like, what's happening? It took me a really long time to figure that one out. Man, 120 pound, those are unwieldy too. There's just. The hardest part is getting it and putting it well, then putting it back on the yes. rack because I'm tired. It's awkward. And it, it weighs as much as you do. It weighs do. as much as I do, but it's like this odd shape. And yeah, it's probably pretty funny to watch me <laughs> actually try to put it back. <laughs> I remember I remember one of my first jobs as a personal trainer. And I was like, I was done coaching and I was doing a workout. And I had uh, 25-pound dumbbells and I was doing sets of eight dumbbell bench press and this guy came up to me and he's like oh you have too many pesos you you don't need to do all those pesos which i guess that's spanish for weights yes. or pounds pounds mm-hmm. yeah i was like uh i just did like 16 reps with these <laughs> i did they're not too heavy for me i don't know he was probably trying to tell me i was i was gonna b- get big giant man muscles which clearly i'm giant and i look like a man totally <laughs> Should have put them down a long time ago. Mm -hmm. No, right. (laughs) But I mean, that happens. I feel like that happens all the time. Even now when, you know, I feel like fitness has sort of grown in such a way, you know, it's it's becoming more mainstream than it was. I mean, especially the fact that girls, girls lifting weights and just the whole fitness scene in general, I feel like it's, it's, you know, a new light has been shed on it, but there's still that, what's the right word? Stigma. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. They're really like is. lifting too heavy or getting too big or like becoming manly. And I mean, yes, all of those things are possible. They're generally not going to happen without some additional supplementation. Yeah. Um, unless you happen to be a genetic freak, which there are, you know, they do exist. They do, but um, they are very, very rare. Few and far between. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, so many misconceptions out there are the most frustrating thing to a trainer, especially when you work with women a lot. And the first thing they say to you is like, oh, I want to lose weight and tone. I don't want to get bulky. And I'm like, really? Because most women come in here and they're like, hey, I want to get bulky. <laughs> that was sarcasm, by the way. You cannot see my face. but <laughs> no, There's no women that want to get bulky. Nope. Like, And that's not what I'm in the business of doing, you know, I'm like in the business of helping people get the aesthetic results that they want. Mm-hmm. And it's still really hard to overcome that, you know, oh, lifting weights is going to make me look like a man, mm-hmm. which is very frustrating. And there's the additional misconception that, oh, I want to burn fat. And the way to do that is cardio and then more cardio 
Mm-hmm. And then probably I should do also some more cardio. <laughs> I actually almost wore a different shirt today that says running sucks on it. Yeah, I saw someone wearing that shirt yesterday. And, and I think she was running. Actually. And the only reason I didn't because I was at, well, I was, I was wearing it and then I spilled some coffee on it and I couldn't get it off. So I had to change my shirt, but I felt I was going to wear it because I thought it would be super appropriate. <laughs> totally. And I, last time I wore it, I had all these people like, you know, pointing at me from a distance and. But the best part is wearing it down the street when people are running by you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like pointing at my shirt like, <laughs> it sucks. It's so true. And you know what? I I, I went through that phase too where I was like, oh, I'm not as lean as I want to be. I'm just going to run until I drop. Mm-hmm. And I used to do that obsessive thing where I would wear a um, heart rate monitor that like tells you how many calories you've burned. Mm-hmm. And can I tell you, I was never I never got lean from all of that running mm-hmm. and not only that I hated the running and the people that come up to me and they're like oh I love running I'm like you are such a liar <laughs> you are totally <laughs> full of doo-doo right now because you don't love it <laughs> you're, you're lying to yourself <laughs> and to everyone else when I think for those people who who say that it's and I'm, oh, I'm gonna make a lot of noise. I keep banging my chair against the the desk. Um, I I did coach a marathon runner for a long time, and I actually coached her using carbonate and carb backloading, which was a really fun test for me to see how well that worked, and it actually worked out exceptionally well. Um, but we all both went into it with the understanding of like what the ultimate goal was, and um, it for her it wasn't like the act of running, like the physical side of it. It was the mental escape. Oh, yeah that she got from it that she couldn't get anywhere else. And yeah. I tried. I mean, I worked with her for years, and I tried to get her to try other things. It was like anything else. She was addicted. She was addicted. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also, and, and, you know, this is something we talk about a lot too. It's kind of like uh, always adjusting for whatever the, the, the primary goal is because yeah. she came to me first to lose weight. And I was like, well, you have to stop running. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. And she was like, no, 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 like this is my thing. And I was like, okay, well, maybe if we – reduce the running a little bit increase the weight training work on the diet see you know how far we can get and we'd always make a little bit of progress but then as soon as she start training for the next race yeah she put it all back on and so it was just kind of this like cycle for the first year and then it finally she was convinced like hey this you either want to run or you want to lose weight but you right. can't do both yeah and uh, ultimately she just she chose running and it's still her thing and she does really well in her races and as long as she's okay with not looking the way that she wants, but being able to run, then that's fine. Yeah. Um, as long as you're you're comfortable with that decision. Yeah. And for her, obviously, then being bulky was not even a possibility, even if she right. wanted it to, because she was literally running off her muscle. She's burning off the. And that's yeah. I think that's a good segue to talk about. You know, people are thinking they're doing the right thing and burning fat by doing all this distance running, when really what they're doing is kind of shooting themselves in the foot because Mm -hmm. you want to have all that muscle tissue. You want to have nice dense bones because those tissues in your body are the ones that are the most really metabolically expensive, right? Because your body has to work really hard to maintain muscle. It has to work really hard to maintain heavy, healthy, dense bones. Mm -hmm. And when you run all of the time, you know, you make your bones brittle and you start to lose muscle mass. And both of those things actually make it harder for you to lean out. Yep. And that is the connection that a lot of people aren't making. They're not making that, you know, 
this is actually the calorie burning thing is so easy for people to wrap their brains around because it's so linear. Right. You know, it's like Agreed. fuel in, fuel out. They're not really thinking about the bigger picture and how it's affecting your body hormonally. They're not thinking about what's happening t- to their musculature when mm-hmm. they put all that distance. You know, where is the fuel for all this distance coming from? Right. Well, at the end of the day, when your muscles run out of glycogen, they're going to start to burn their own protein. And you're just making the situation worse. Yep. And a, a good example, too, of kind of looking at... Um, and that this was a test that I did, like, when I first started even thinking about competing was, like, people kept asking me, like, well, what category do you want to compete in? And I was like, well, I don't know. Like, what are there? So I had to look at what the people in, the, in each category looked like in terms of how much muscle mass they had, how much, how lean they were, you know, sort of just the overall body type. And then it was up to me to decide, like, which one I felt like was, A, achievable for me and that I would be comfortable walking around in. And it just made me think of, you know, the Olympic trials are on right now, which like I watched men's gymnastics all weekend and was like super excited about it. But kind of looking at each sport and the body types that they have and how that correlates to the type of activity that they do in prep for that sport. Yeah. Um, When you look at any of the long distance runners, they're wayfish. They're thin. Emaciated. Like thin. I just want to like give them a sandwich. I Oh, they... They but then look you look like at a sprinter. Starving I know. children from third world countries. It's so sad. Mm-hmm. But then you look at a sprinter, they look amazing. I mean, they, they do. have like nice, tight, big glutes and yeah. full hammies and even shoulder. I mean, their their yeah. arms are great because they're pumping them when they're, they're powerhouses. Powerhouses. Yeah. Um, and, and I've always been a fan of that sort of explosive power. Mm. Yeah. Um, which I think is why I like gymnastics so much. But um it's just when you kind of think about how you want your body to look, those are great examples of like, oh, these are the types of, not necessarily the movements, but the types of activities that you would need to do to achieve that body type. Right. So like I've yet to see a long distance runner whose physique I was envious of. Right. Where I was like, oh, yeah, I want yeah. that. Well, no. and like the women, they have no boobs. They mm-hmm. look like little boys. Yep. And they're... I mean, their quads are, like, non-existent. They usually have well-defined calves, but... Well-defined calves, it's true. (laughs) It's very true. But even, like, you know, the weightlifters, if you look at the the women weightlifters, Mm -hmm. they're not bulky. They're not big. And I... Unfortunately, what most people think of when they hear weightlifting is not what weightlifting is. Like, the term weightlifting is just Olympic weightlifting. It's a snatch and a clean and jerk. Mm Mm-hmm. And in weightlifting, there are weight classes. So one of our girl, we've got three women going to the Olympics in weightlifting this year. It's exciting. I love it because one of them <laughs> is Morgan King, who's a friend of mine. She's amazing. She was just in Marie Claire magazine. Oh, good for her. And it's pretty mainstream. It is. That's it's awesome. so main. I and I didn't even know. We need more fit folks in mainstream magazines. Oh, totally. Um, but she's a 48 kilo lifter. So she's in the 48 kilo weight class, which means when she weighs in to lift, she has to be under 105 pounds. That's tiny. It is tiny. And let like me tell I feel you, small and I'm like 120. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Holy you are Lord. tiny. I'm sitting here looking at you and you are, <laughs> <laughs> you're like little shrunken person. You're so little. And I'm little too. So I think you're little. <laughs> But, but she under is, 105, that's yep. really small. I mean, when I wrestled, I mean, granted, I was in high school when this was taking place. So I was like 15. Yeah. Um, But I wrestled at 112 
weight class, but I was, I could never, I was like eating all the time. I was the only one on my team that was like devouring as much food as possible because I couldn't get any weight. I was like so (laughs) small, but we had somebody, a guy who was. People like me hate people like you, by the way, because my nickname (laughs) in the seventh grade was Shamu. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I was the opposite. I was always like, I can't lose weight. I don't know why. But I was also that kid that was like, oh, we're out of milk. I'm just going to put syrup on my cereal instead of. <laughs> yeah, well, that explains a lot. So I was just so weird that I was fat. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> that was sarcasm to y'all. <laughs> so she competes at 105. Like, mm-hmm. ha- does she maintain that all the time? Or no. does she does she have to do a dramatic cut? She doesn't do a dramatic cut. So normally she trains, I think, around. 51 or 52 kilos mm-hmm. so she usually has to cut you know seven pounds or so um which still though at that size is like a larger percentage of your body weight it is but you know if she trained heavier than that then it would be a really difficult cut for her right, so right, right. i think that's true that's true she you want to train slightly heavier than what your weight class is mm-hmm. and then cut for the meat that makes sense mm-hmm. well i mean and then i'm sure she just looks like a total badass being this like uh, clearly, she has to be tiny if she only weighs yeah, 105 she's little, pounds. But, and then, but then lifting yeah, all that weight, it's awesome. I love seeing that. Yeah, she's amazing. It's very impressive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, um, I think she's got a double body weight clean and jerk. That's awesome. Who knows she's clean and jerked 220 pounds before. So cool. Uh, yeah, it's really amazing. And that, you know, that's something to say about strength the density. Yeah. Because, I mean... Y- Size does not correlate to strength. No, it doesn't. At all. That's I mean, interesting that you say that because I was just explaining that <laughs> yesterday. Just because you look just because you're big and you have a big bicep doesn't mean your biceps are strong. No, it by doesn't. any means. And just like I could have tiny biceps, but they are very right. strong for the size. Right. That it's they not are. a it's not a big equals strong. Right. Strong means big. Mm-hmm. Those those don't have that type of relationship right. necessarily. Yeah, tensile strength is completely irrelevant to size. Mm-hmm. And same thing with just like the strength density. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I follow a few. Uh, one of them is the the strength project on on Instagram, and it's uh, a bunch of guys that just do calisthenics, but they 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 do a lot of flipping, which is why I like them. Yeah. Um, because they're like flipping <laughs> maniacs, but none of them are that big. I mean, they're they're usually like very ripped, mm-hmm. but small. But the some of the strength skills that they do just on like, you know, the pull-up bar at the beach yeah. are amazing. It's amazing how strong you can get just doing calisthenics. Oh, yeah. Well, and then when you're moving, and most people don't think of it this way, you know, you're not technically lifting weights. Mm-hmm. But when you're moving your own body weight around, you're still kind of moving weight. It's so, resistance regardless. Yeah. Resistance training does, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. resistance of your own body against gravity rather than lifting an additional object up. Very well put. That's Mm -hmm. exactly, (laughs) (laughs) exactly it. So, and I think that's part of why I fell in love with gymnastics early on, but why I still like to integrate it as much as I do in my, along with my strength training Mm -hmm. with, in lifting weights, because I want to feel physically capable 
in like every way possible. Yeah. It's like, oh, I want to be able to climb up on the counter, which yeah. I do a lot because I can't reach. It's functional. The sh- Exactly. I want functional strength. Yeah, I want to be able to carry practical. like five grocery bags up my stairs if I need to, um, which I do all the time because I don't want to have to go up and down. You want to be able to climb wanna- around like a spider monkey. <laughs> exactly. Just- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If I need to yeah. climb up in a tree for some reason, you know, it doesn't happen very often, but you never know when Flexibility. those might come in handy flexibility is important to weightlifting too i mean get being able to get your body in a good position Mm -hmm. makes you a lot stronger yeah when i think about as i get older and wanting to continue to be more capable um and i and it's easy to just look at like my grandparents um who have a lot of health issues and sort of just kind of like become complacent and they're like uh I don't need my hip anymore. Right. I'll just use my walker and, yeah. you know, which is fine for them. But just thinking that they're they're old, but they're not that old. Yeah. And they still have a lot of time ahead of them. And for them to be like that uncomfortable and incapable so early on, that's part of what encourages me and motivates me to just keep it up. I mean, yeah. I don't have to do anything fancy. It's always I, fun to do fancy things, but. I totally to get that. Things. My My mom is kind of going through this now and it was an interesting kind of perspective shift for me because you know when you're young you're working out your your brain isn't really thinking about oh I need to prepare myself for a time in my life where I might appreciate the ability to be autonomous and independent and Mm -hmm. you know my stepdad died a couple years ago and she's by herself now and all of a sudden she's terrified that Mm -hmm. she's not going to be able to take care of herself Mm -hmm. and so she does workouts in her house every single day good for her yeah it's it's amazing and so she can get around and she can take care of herself and she can go get her own groceries and she doesn't have to pay someone to do that for you know yes but -hmm. i have a friend too who's in her 70s and her husband got put in the hospital and she freaked out and i was like well you know what can i do to help you can Mm -hmm. i do something that will make make this easier for you and she was like could you just go to Whole Foods and I'll give you a list? And if it, cause she's like, I just can't do it. And so mm-hmm. I went and picked up groceries for her and brought them back and helped her put them away. And she wasn't able to change a light bulb. Oh. And when I got there, she was freaking out. She was like, I can't. And I was like, it's okay. Right. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> like It's just a light bulb. <laughs> so, I mean, I just, the thought of that to me is like, she can't, she, she's not strong enough mm-hmm. to be, she probably could step up on the step to reach right. the light bulb, but she's not strong enough to balance herself up right. there. So she could just topple off of the step and fall down. And Right. And usually for, for the elderly population, if, if they fall, it's a, usually a, a rapid decline from there mm. because the hips are usually the first things to break, unfortunately. And, mm. and recovery from that is <sighs> intense. Yeah. I mean, you have to be pretty strong-willed and, and, and consistent in the recovery process to come back from that. Yeah, and if they're not eating right, right. so like n- not only are they not exercising to keep up their muscle mass and bone density, you know, she was a vegetarian for a really long time. Mm, yeah. So if she did fall and hurt herself, her recovery is going to take even longer right. because she doesn't have the nutrients that she needs for her body to rebuild her bones. Mm-hmm. So it's just... A downward spiral. It's a shame. It really is. And then you see women. I don't know if you saw the the, the post of the the eight year old female bodybuilder. No, is this going around Facebook? Oh, she's awesome. Awesome. 
She's love so it. awesome. I, love I mean, it. it just shows her like on stage in her little bikini, and a oh. she doesn't look eighty at all. But you can tell because she takes care of herself. Yeah. Um, but I mean, she's bench pressing and deadlifting like, awesome. you know, a 25-year-old. And I love that. It's just, it's so inspiring. It's like, well, you can do it. Well, and they're so afraid of it. And that's what's, I mean, that's exactly what they need to be doing. They're just scared of it. Or, mm-hmm. you know, the information that's out there about it is is either wrong or there's so much conflicting information. Yeah. And they don't, they don't know what's true or, right. you know, they can't find a a knowledgeable person to give them the right information yeah so um a, a few years ago and, I, and i'm pretty sure she still takes a class but my grandma who's 82 and uh she takes a functional adult i'm doing air quotes here <laughs> adult exercise class i mean it's basically just functional movements that they put them through and, and it's cute because she demonstrates for me every time i see her she's like i take this exercise class and they Aww. teach us how to like <laughs> get out of the car and sit in the car Aww. and vacuum and reach to put the groceries away right. um and she's like demo demoing you know all of the movements when i come to visit it's really cute, cute. but it's just great that she takes this class i mean Bless her heart. She's just a very, like, outgoing person anyway. So the last thing she wants to do is be stuck at home. Yeah. So she's always going out. And she's on a bowling league, <laughs> of all things. It's really cute. That's cute. Um, but well, she, she understands the importance. Yeah. That's smart to package it that way because, you know, I think if a senior citizen heard deadlift, yeah. they would be like, oh, deadlift. That's But a deadlift is how you pick something up off the ground. Exactly. It's how you lift with your legs, not with your back. Exactly. It's yep. how if you had to set your groceries down to unlock the door, it was how it's how you pick the groceries back up again. Yep. And they don't because it's called a deadlift, they don't draw that line, they don't make the connection. Right. They don't right. connect the dots and so it's it's going to be our job to help educate them and kind of change that mentality around that. Mhm. Maybe we should start a trend. We totally should. Deadlift your groceries. <laughs> Deadlift your. Have you seen any of those memes out there? That's like they're like strong men with these huge muscles, and they're like straining. And someone has photoshopped like eighty grocery bags like that's hanging awesome. from their arms. I'll have to find it. It's so funny. That's great. <laughs> I'll show you functional strength. <laughs> I'll have to post it on one of our Facebooks. We, so. we need to bring someone like that when I go on a on a Costco run. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because well, those packages are big. I, they're more just awkward at that point. It's yeah. not that they're heavy. They're just awkward. They need handles or something. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Or like wheels. You can pull them around. <laughs> I remember I was at the pet store one time buying dog food. And I had I had like the shopping bag in one hand and my purse on my shoulder. And then I had a 50-pound bag of dog food on my other shoulder. Like holding it. Yeah. Yeah, like holding it next to my head. <laughs> And then I managed to open the door for myself. And I just remember this older lady was like coming in at the same time. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you should let someone help you. You shouldn't be so self-sufficient. And I was like, actually, isn't that what I I want to be self-sufficient? It was just really strange. (laughs) Like, what a strange thing to say to someone. That's funny. (laughs) Don't be so self-sufficient. Let someone help you. I was like, I, but I don't need help. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I can do all the things. I can. Yep. At the same time. At the same time. Multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you needed a giant bag of dog food because you have giant dogs. Oh, yes. If anybody has seen her dogs before, they're giant. Yeah. I feel and like I could ride them around like And horse. since <laughs> then, we have switched them to, they actually eat. They don't eat dog kibble anymore. We buy them 
cases of organic yeah. chicken. <laughs> so they eat. It makes sense. I totally get it because most of the dog food out there is just crap. It is crap. It's just like most of the human food out there it is has crap. Like, <laughs> it has like sawdust in it. Like that's, I'm not even kidding. Is a filler. Bizarre. And for fiber. Yeah. So we um, we feed them meat and vegetables mm-hmm. and vitamins. And we supplement them with fish oil and. Basically like you on a low carb day. Exactly. <laughs> because that's what dogs should eat. And I got it's to true. this point where I was like, I feed myself high quality food. Why wouldn't I do the same it's for true. my animals? Thank you. Can so, we spread that around? Yes. Because when I, when I see, and I have a friend who has Old a Roy. very fat cat. Oh, He's really fat. And he just eats crap. And she's yeah. like, I don't know why he's fat. And I'm like, hmm. I wonder why. If you ate donuts all day, you would probably be fat too. Right. And cats. A lot of people don't know cats are obligate carnivores. They mm-hmm. have to eat meat. So, hey, vegans out there trying to feed if your cat's vegetables, <laughs> you, will, you will kill your cat if you want. And that is killing an animal, which is wrong. <laughs> right. It's kind of what you're against. I don't. Do we want to go there? No. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll save that for another day. Okay. <laughs> We'll stick with <laughs> getting manly muscles and the fear right. of manly muscles. And uh, you know, though, it's not just women that think that. It's true. Men think if women lift heavy weights, that the women are going to get bulky. Right. I was working out yesterday, and I'm, you know, I'm here visiting. So I was just visiting this gym, and I was just kind of warming myself up. And one of the gym members came up to me and started asking me questions because he thought I worked there. Oh. <laughs> Because you, so, you look like you knew what you, you, knew yeah, what you were doing. And, and, I mean, I knew the answer to the questions, so I just helped him. But, uh, you know, he was he had a really thick accent. I think he was Italian, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like probably around 50 years old, maybe. So he's in there just lifting weights and doing whatever workout he was asking me about. And uh, he came up to me later and he was like, you have a really amazing body. And he's like, you know, um, asking me what I do. And I was like, well, like, mainly I lift weights. And he was like, oh, you're going to get the, the big muscles. And I was like, uh, actually, I've been lifting weights for 20 years now, and I'm really strong, and I don't have big muscles. Right. <laughs> and he was like, and you have no fat on your body. And I was like, oh, well, that's nutrition. You know, that, that mm-hmm. has to do with your diet and what you eat. And he was like, really? Like, he was shocked. He couldn't believe that that was the answer. Mm-hmm. And he he was asking me. He suggested, oh, you do X, Y, Z kind of diet. And I was like, no, actually, you should go look up mm-hmm. the Carb Night Solution. <laughs> and you should buy it and read that because that's how I look, the way that I look now. And he was like, oh, Carb Night Solution. So, so I don't know if he's going to go <laughs> buy the book, it. but he should. And it just that that is. Oh, and I had another funny thing happen to me at the last weightlifting meet I went to. Mm-hmm. Not the last one, the one before last. Um, you you have to weigh into a certain weight class. I'm mm-hmm. a 63 kilo lifter for anyone who's interested, which means I have to weigh in under 138 pounds. Okay. So, um, you know, I'm like warming up at a weightlifting meet, at a weightlifting meet. <laughs> and this guy who I just kind of like, we're friends on friends, yeah. bunny ears, friends on Facebook. Um, and he was like, Shayna, you look so ripped. He, he goes, do you do Pilates? And I was like, <laughs> um, 
<laughs> was it a joke? Was he serious? He was serious. He was like, you are shredded. Do you do Pilates? And I was like, no, never in my life have I done Pilates. And also, we're at a weightlifting meet. Right. Why would you ask me that? And when I suggested, I was like, I actually weigh and measure everything that I eat pretty much. Yeah. And, you know, I have a very controlled nutrition regimen. And he was like, really? Like, he was just so surprised. And I am still surprised when people are surprised about that. Yeah. So, I, you know, I guess. Well, it's just, you know, old, old information. And, I mean, granted, to give them the benefit of the doubt, there's always new information coming out. And they have to be pretty interested in it to really stay up to date with like new trends new research um you know same thing with just doctors who are like oh cholesterol's bad you're gonna die if you have high cholesterol same thing right like That's if you're not interested in, it, in actually yeah doing yeah. the research to continue to educate yourself as new information comes out you're just going to continue to believe what you originally yeah. learned and read so i get that but i also don't understand where you know where this whole women getting big thing came from is it like way back when when bodybuilding first started and there were only female bodybuilders like this is way before figure in bikini ever existed right. so it was like that's what we correlated weights well and the i guess to is like that famously women bodybuilders have been steroid users and their true. bodies look manly and gross and i wonder if it isn't that i mean i shouldn't say gross but i mean it's it's gross to me because it's grotesque right it's it's, it's so abnormal right. it doesn't look it's not it's unnatural it's unnatural exactly and i think it's because it's such a shocking look mm-hmm. that people have latched onto those images you know so almost like it's burned into their brains true, yeah. and that correlation is there mm-hmm. and they're so scared of that you know freakish look that they've just gotten terrified of of the weightlifting because people still don't understand that like weight training is not bodybuilding right those are two different things right and to get a woman to look that way is impossible to do if you're just eating right and lifting weights oh impossible Impossible. i mean impossible if you could be at a genetic freak but again extremely rare and yeah. even on that end, not even one in a million poss- rare, like possibly like some PCOS that's going on, a, a slight hormonal imbalance that they were born with that then allows them to produce yeah. muscle mass at a greater rate. But ultimately, it's like really hard. I mean, I've tried putting on size. It's really hard. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah. And it could go away like that. It's like, oh, I spent six months building up these shoulders and then and now they're gone. And now they're gone. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. It's well, and it, it just, I don't know, it blows my mind. I've actually had women come into my gym and look at me and go, uh, I don't want to look like you, which mm-hmm. that's fine. But I'm like, girl, you can't look like me. I've right. been lifting since I was like 15 years old. Right. And those are like 20-year-old shoulders. Yeah. I mean, it's taken me, and I'm strong enough to outlift many of the men in my gym. Mm-hmm. And I I don't think I'm bulky and disgusting. I, mean, I do have, obviously, I have muscle mass. But it's the, the thought that they could even look like me if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, you're not even capable of lifting those amounts of weight. Right. 
which would be necessary and you would have to do it for like every day for a really long time just doesn't it's just not possible right which is actually a conversation I have to have with women who come to me interested in competing Mm. and you know obviously like when I'm doing consultations with these women I'm looking at they're sending me pictures beforehand so I know what what I'm working with so I can be honest about what's realistic for them yeah like oh yeah you could easily do a show in six months or okay no we're gonna need like four years (laughs) (laughs) which for some this is a conversation I've had because again this is this preconceived notion that they're gonna start lifting weights you know being that they never have before and suddenly right look like me and now specifically (laughs) for everyone listening we are talking about women yes it's different for men very different they have magic hormones they do have magic hormones and they have a lot more testosterone flowing through their veins and all sorts of things that's right so it's different for men they can put on muscle a lot faster if you are a woman it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen no nope now i'm not saying you can't lose weight and tone girl because we know that's what you want because all the girls they want to lose weight and tone up (laughs) tight get it tight that's right tighten up but i want my skin to look tight (laughs) so funny (laughs) the things that they say to you so what are your goals lose weight and tone Mm -hmm. lose weight tone up (laughs) get a tan put some gloss on you'll look tone yeah tans are amazing they really are Mm -hmm. they can they can make you feel better about yourself (laughs) i actually had a client for a long time who used to do she only did her progress pictures like every couple weeks not every week uh, because she would get too much in her head about it Um, but she always got a spray tan before it was really cute (laughs) it was really cute i'm like you look so good she's like i got a tan cute I was like, whatever makes you feel better. Um, I totally get it. There's something about the way the light reflects off of <laughs> some bronze skin. It, it makes sense. <laughs> makes the muscles pop, which is why competitors get all oompa loompa and Yeah, it's a little crazy. And, and and pammed up. The Pam. It's all about the Pam. Is it Pam? I mean, they have like special gloss, um, but I always use Pam because it's it's easy because you can just spray it on and you don't have to like put the gloss on your hands and then wipe it on you and then... Like the food, Pam? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I did not see things I don't know. The best is, side, small tangent. Side um, <laughs> I was at a show, uh, which was like my last show of the year. So I had, I had already done like four shows. So I was like really ready for it to be over. I was like super over it. And I'm backstage and I keep smelling like cake. And I'm like, who brought cake to the show? And oh, A, cool. why would you bring it backstage? Like save it for the end of the night. <laughs> like I just kept smelling cake. It was really pissing me off because I was really hungry <laughs> and thirsty and I just wanted cake. And I was like, it smells so good. <laughs> and then I look over and this lady had brought like Pam that was cake flavored. Oh. I didn't even know they made, I knew they made butter flavored, but not cake flavored. I didn't know there was cake And I'm like, you got to get out of here with that. Oh, you're killing me. Killing me. <laughs> but I found, I, and it, I still couldn't find have, it. Did you have a mirage moment where you I looked did. over at her? No, I smelled it and I'm like looking around like a wild animal, like smell the cake where's the cake i'm having flashbacks to like some cartoon that i watched as a child and you know like sniffing the, around <laughs> we'll know when it's like the it's maybe the the road runner and the coyote like the coyote looks over at the road runner and he just sees a roasted chicken instead of like the actual <laughs> bird and you, like, you, like i see the competitor and she's a piece of cake her, exactly she looks like a piece of cake 
That'd be really funny. <laughs> no, that didn't. That didn't happen, luckily. Oh, yeah, that's good. Then I'd probably take that as a sign that I should leave. Yeah. <laughs> Score myself out and find myself a real yeah. piece of cake. I really do need some carbs right now. Otherwise, but yeah, resort to cannibalism. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but the, the Pam's great. It, it, it works like a charm. It's easy to get off. Um, it, it applies nice and evenly. Good to know. Don't go outside and bake in the sun because you I'll will remember bake, that for burn. my next, next photo shoot See? when I want to be shiny. Photo shoot's great, too, because yeah. it's not, like, oily. Mm. It just gives you that sheen yeah. without the mess. Yeah. Um, but you definitely want to spray it outside. Otherwise, it does, you know, oh, residual on, on the ground. And then you don't want to be, like, sliding around. Oh, we're getting all the tips now. Yep. Backstage tips. Good to know. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and baby wipes backstage are amazing. I have, like, a full, like, packing list that yeah. I, I share with my competitors um, of what to bring to the show. Um, there's, like, one for the day of show. And then if you're traveling for the show, there's, like, a whole other list. And... Uh, just from experience it's a very so extensive list yeah oh yeah well because there's stuff on the list that you wouldn't think about and then you're like oh that totally makes sense yeah i never would have thought to bring that like a sewing kit pretty important oh yeah because you will lose a lot of extra weight for anybody who's cut weight whether it's like to dry out for a show or trying to make weight mm-hmm. um, you can do a lot of water carbon manipulation in those last few days and uh there's a whole procedure that I put the, the competitors through to get them nice and dry on stage. Um, but because they lose so much water, they're usually smaller. And sometimes and their suits the bikinis hang on them. Can, yeah. get, can get a little loose. So it's good to have that little kit so you can tighten things up last minute if you need to. <gasps> good idea. Yep. Total random segue. Yeah. <laughs> we did kind of derail a little bit. Yeah. Away from, hey, girl, it's okay to lift weights. You're not going to get bulky. <laughs> yeah, I have a client right now who just cannot stop herself from wanting to do these, like, really long CrossFit Metcons. Mm-hmm. And I forbid her. I'm like, you are not allowed to do any more. Like, stop immediately. Because she's also having some cortisol issues. Mm, oh, yeah. Then that's the last thing she wants to do. But it's the thing that she wants to do. And I'm, so I have to just be like, Okay. If you want to get results, you need to listen to what I'm telling mm-hmm. you and please do the things that I tell you. <laughs> and then she wonders why, you know, right. she's having issues. Right. So. And I wonder if it, at that point it's, is it like a mental thing? Is it, is she like being hard on herself or it's like a stress relief, even though it's not really, or is it, cause I did the like, you know, work out to punish myself thing before oh yeah um and i've totally done that yeah but then there's also the i don't know there's still like you know train hard or go home mentality it's like well if i'm gonna go i should like really do the work yeah or if i'm paying for it just like you know when i first started personal training and people clients would come in and be like oh you didn't kick my ass and i'm like you're not paying me to kick your ass. Right. You're paying me I to kick help your you ass. get results. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And if you leave feeling good, I did my job. <laughs> yeah. If you're crawling out of here, probably pushed you a little too hard. Yeah. I don't know. I, with her specifically, I'm not sure yet. I haven't worked with her long enough. We're in, we're about six weeks in right now. So. So I'm, kind of testing the waters. Yeah. Seeing how it plays out. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, you know, anxiety disorder. So she's already. She's already got the elevated cortisol from mm-hmm. from the stress, and I don't know how serious it is. Yeah, that's a so, tricky one. Yeah, but if I could, <laughs> if I could just 
slap it out of her hands, I would. Just like, stop it. Put it down. Go home. Exactly. <laughs> Cut it out. The only time I'm, I mean, my, my sessions at this point are an hour. I mean, and that's including a very thorough warm up. Yeah. And cool down. Like extensive. My warm up, especially if I'm doing like actual gymnastic stuff, like if I'm tumbling, my warm up's like a, a half an hour. Yeah. Like thorough. Oh. The tumbling part's actually pretty short. Yeah, it's the same for me in but. weightlifting because when you're like, you know, dropping under your body weight in less than a second, mm-hmm. you better be ready to catch yourself in a good position. Right. So. And have everything be warmed and, mm-hmm. and, and firing appropriately. And yeah. Um, I think warm ups are often taken for granted or they're just misused you know it's not just like to warm up your body but it's also a check-in system as to how do I feel how does my body feel Mm -hmm. what's tight what's not firing right yeah Um, without that check-in you can go into a session and well then you're just like you know you're running on the wheel you're not going to get the most out of the session yeah might hurt yourself yeah um yeah yeah I do a pretty crazy extended warm-up but, you know, it's taken me years to know exactly what I need to do to get myself ready yeah. for it. So I know. I feel like I've, I've added more things to my warm-up over the yeah. years. Well, like, it started off being, like, four things, and now it's, like, 20 things. And yeah. I'm like, and then I learn a new move, and I'm like, I have to add that to my warm-up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm 40 now, so it's kind of like the warm-up gets longer every year that you get older. <laughs> you just add one more thing to your warm-up. You're like, come on, hips. Mm-hmm. Come on, work with me. <laughs> the, hip, <laughs> the hips are a hard one, I think. Yeah. For well, a lot of women. I mean, people in general, but yeah, women especially, I feel like. Well, and the, the hips are so important because, like, if your hips aren't mobile, it's going to mess up your knees. Mm-hmm. And if your hips aren't working right, you end up, like, I've been having this weird foot thing that's been going on for a while thinking it was like oh it's my achilles and then mm-hmm. they thought i had a stress fracture in one of my metatarsals and then it was like oh no it's your toe and then it was something else in my ankle turns out it was my hip <laughs> one of my glutes wasn't firing right that happened to me with uh my right knee getting yeah. all this knee irritation not pain just like discomfort mm-hmm. um and i was like oh and i and i had some knee issues when i was in gymnastics well, at least that's what they told me, but it probably was the same issue. Yeah. Well, Tight, like I, I tell it was my IT band up at the top of my hip, oh, the yeah. insertion. The like, thing oh. that hurts is never the thing that's wrong. Nope. It's always something else. Mm-hmm. So, Which it just kind of along the same lines, I was going to get some body work done, and, and the guy always asks me, you know, what the pain level is. And I, I have a very high tolerance for pain. And same I'm like, here. it's not really like pain. So it's like it's tightness. discomfort. Yeah. There's like some tingliness or like some a sensation, like a warming sensation yeah. or like radiating or feeling. Or offness. But it's not it just like, doesn't feel right. Right. It's yeah. not like the pain when you hit your funny bone or like stub your toe. Like right. that's pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always have a hard time describing it. And I'm he's with like, well, you. What's I... the pain level like now? And I'm like, well, it's, I mean, it was never painful. Right. It was just annoying. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like something's not right. Yeah. It's, and once like you it feels get better in, now. I don't once know. you get in, that in tune, you can just know if it's not firing mm-hmm. or, you know, like something's not working right here. Yeah. Can you fix it? <laughs> yeah, fix it. Just like I have a rib head that, that comes out mm. a lot. It's gotten a lot better because now I can sense before it's going to happen. I yep. know the signs that will 
that kind of lead up to when it's like fully out. Mm-hmm. If it's fully out, I'm like almost incapacitated, like oh. having a hard time taking a deep breath. Like my hand goes numb. Oh. Um, but it's, you know, I've paid attention enough to know when like, oh, I think it's going to come out. I got to do X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. to make sure that it doesn't happen. Yeah. And usually at this point I can catch it, which is nice. Whereas before I would just like ignore everything and not pay attention. Just and push then... through it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It actually happened once, just because we were talking about this earlier, putting that freaking 120 pound, pound dumbbell back on the rack. Oh. I, I was like, oh, I'll just use one arm this time. <laughs> Bad idea. <Nope. laughs> Bad idea. Which actually is a lot of times when people hurt themselves, it's not doing the actual movement. Mm-hmm. It's like setting up or finishing or they don't finish the last rep completely. And then they kind of like, like I had this one client who every time we would do squats on the last rep, he would start to re-rack the weight before he wasn't even upright. And I'm like, why do you do that? Finish the rep. Yeah. You're going to hurt yourself. Like, or I get so annoyed with people when I'm coaching and, you know, I've spent all this time teaching them how to deadlift. And then when they bend over and pick up the barbell, yeah. I'm like, what was that? You know, like deadlifting, that's how I teach you to pick. That's how, that's the proper way to pick things up. Like if you go home and drop something on the floor, you should deadlift it when you pick it up. Even though it, maybe it's a pencil, it doesn't weigh anything. Mm-hmm. You should still move the right way and practice, you know, making those patterns, the, the automatic patterns for your body to go to patterns. And you bending over and picking up that barbell, like a you know like a frightened cat like that is probably not the best idea like i know there's no weights on that bar but the bar still weighs you know depending on if it's a men's or women's 45 pounds mm-hmm. it's it, enough and it's an opportunity <laughs> to practice your good movement patterns so yep i'm actually coaching a woman who's um three months postpartum now mm-hmm. who was did not really exercise before she would take the occasional pilates class or yoga class but now she's like I want to be fit she's like I just want to feel capable yeah um and she's already having and the baby doesn't weigh that much right now and she's already having a little bit of a hard time oh my god well just because she never she's just not a, you know was never into strength training and mm-hmm. so she's having a lot of discomfort in her body because she's holding the baby in awkward positions and bending down and picking him up and so I'm basically just teaching her how to move well yeah so that in taking care of her child she feels good and doesn't end up hurting herself I'm like, well, this is how you squat down, pick yeah. up the baby. You know, you're holding them on one side. And this is how you can multitask or you're putting, you know, carrying the car seat up and down the stairs. Yeah. Like more just like we talked about earlier, functional. Yeah. You have to relate movements. it back to something that they can feel like it's practical to their lives. Right. Yeah. And that's how I'm, I've slowly, I can see now she's more interested in, in actually the lifting of the weights because mm-hmm. she cool. sees how it's, it can apply to that. Yeah. That's good. And how, and in any way that I can make her feel like she, it could be a really good mom. I could Aww. see that be a little spark. Yeah. Um, that's her motivator. That's her motivator, yeah. And I think finding something like that in everybody, whatever that might yeah. be, is kind of the key to motivating them yeah. and making them be excited about it, even if there are parts of it that they are don't ultimately love, yeah. but that they can Well, then maybe that Maybe that's a way to think about, you know, trying to change people women's minds about weightlifting and getting them you know changing their mentality about it and reminding them Mm -hmm. you know this is why you want it this way in your life it's not just you know we know the two of us know that it's the best way to get the best physique 
the mm-hmm. best body, the best results. But if that's not the thing that's motivating them, you know, figure out how to communicate how important this is in terms that they can understand or, mm-hmm. you know, just a, just a language that is meaningful to them. Yep. I actually used that a uh, long time ago with one of my first personal training clients. Um, you know, I was really young when I started. I was like 20. So, you know, <laughs> I was 19. <laughs> working with with older women at the time, it was, you know, it was harder to find things that that I could relate to them on. Yeah. Um, but this one woman just, you know, she was doing it because she felt like she she should, even though she hated every yeah. bit of it. And so she, I could tell she wasn't giving it at all. She just wasn't present. Um, and it, it took me a long time to kind of find that motivator. And it was her kids because she didn't care enough to take care of herself for herself. She went. She had to do it for her kids. She had to do it for her kids. So I was mm-hmm. like, well, what do you, you know, how do you feel when your kids want to play with you and you can't play with them? Because mm-hmm. you can't move. And that spoke to her. And that spoke to her. Yeah. Big time. There were a lot of tears that day. But oh. <laughs> once we got past that point, <laughs> the tears ended up being really good. Yeah. Um, but it, she found or... that drive that she needed. And it just sparked a whole new level of motivation for her. She's yeah. like, I want to be present with my kids. I want to be able to do the things that they want to do. I don't want to be the parent sitting on the sideline because I can't move. Yeah. And well, and another thing is you want the same thing for your kids mm-hmm. you know exactly you lead by example yes <laughs> and I I tell the story all the time of how I believe my mom imprinted on me when I was young because I can remember vividly my sister and I sitting in the corner of the aerobics room while she danced around it to Jane Fonda in her <laughs> shiny leotard and tights and I mean mm-hmm. I I didn't realize it at the time but you know this many years later that it just made exercise seem like a normal part of life. Mm-hmm. It's just something that you do. It's yep. just something that grown people do that your mom does. And that is that influence on your kids without you having to preach to them, without you having to be like, okay, let's exercise because it makes us healthy. And they're going to be like, F you, you know, right. <laughs> but if you imprint on them and set a good example, you're not, you're not going to have to preach to them. Right. They'll just want to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. It's automatically. It'll yep. just seem like a normal part of life. Mm-hmm. That's why, I mean, just like the, your Jane Fonda, I had the, my mm-hmm. mom had the <laughs> the butt blaster 2000. Amazing. Whatever it was called. And and I remember even when I moved out of out of my house, you know, out, after high school and, and I was going to college and I moved out on my own, my mom gave me her box of like pink and blue little dumbbells and ankle weights and <laughs> I was like so excited because I couldn't yet afford to go to the gym, like pay for the gym. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't like good enough to be in a college sport um so I literally just like had my little ankle weights and my little tiny dumbbells and Can worked I out in my room you, and it was great I had the most amazing collection of Tybo videos on VHS I hope you still have those just for nostalgic purposes I think I do I think they're in my basement somewhere but awesome. they <laughs> I'll have to go see if I can dig them up now and maybe like do an Instagram photo be or something be because good. I had all of them and I mean I had a like had like 20 and this is before <laughs> I'm aging myself here but this is like before DVDs you know like mm-hmm. VHS you gotta be kind and rewind. <laughs> we actually had one of those automatic rewinders because we were oh. big we were big blockbuster goers. Yep. And uh, we hated 
Oh, blockbuster yeah, video. Blockbuster video. Good times. <laughs> well, we are just around the hour mark as I bang my chair into the side of the table again. Um, that was so just the closing gong. That's all that was. <laughs> should have a closing gong. That's a great idea. I feel like it should be like the sound of bacon cooking. Ooh. Like a sizzle. She said bacon. Or something like that. What do you, what do you guys think? <laughs> Comments. Like Let us yeah. know. We should have a, a sound, a cooking sound or a barbell hitting the ground. Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, that is a good one. Like when you drop it at the top. Mm-hmm. It makes a very distinctive sound. It does. I love that sound. Mm, okay. We have some ideas now. Yeah. We're, you, if you guys have any ideas, feel free. Yeah. Toss it out. out there for us and you can um, post the comments under my um, photo of my Tybo VHS tapes. <laughs> oh, I also had, <laughs> before we wrap up, funny story. <laughs> one, and I, oh my God, I was probably like 17 or 18. That's how long I've been exercising when the guy I was dating at the time. I might have been younger. I might have been 16. For Valentine's Day, he got me a Buns of Steel video. I love that video. (laughs) Y'all, if there are any men listening to this show, do not get your woman (laughs) an exercise Um, video or DVD or anything that might indicate she needs to lose weight for Valentine's Day. It was a good, I mean, it was perfect because he knew I loved them so much and that's why he got it for me. But I was like, what is this supposed to mean? Unless she asks for it. Yeah. Don't assume. That's right. (laughs) Get me some new Nikes to, to work out in. There you go. Do not, (laughs) do not buy me a gym membership. Right. Do not, do not get me a sessions with a personal trainer. This is a public service announcement. <laughs> FYI. That's right. You're welcome. Make a note. Gentlemen. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> and on that night, we are wrapping up. Thank you guys so much for joining us on another episode of Her Body um, for our uh, random rants and rambles today. We appreciate it. And we'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Her Body on Body IOFM with your hosts, Alex Navarro and Shayna Alverson. If you'd like to hear more, log on to body.io. We'll be back next time with more information about women's health and performance. <laughs>